0: Welcome to Checks and Balances, I'm Michael Vincent, this is James Blair, and this week we've got Luke Kimmes from Keep the Change podcast to talk about the one instance where property isn't the right solution for you.
1: Okay, so Luke, your main job today is going to Make sure you keep Mike over there and away from me, because he's going to be going for the throat. I'll just see it, myself so. out. Like, <laughs> is there
2: is there only one instance? Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be the yeah.
1: one specific instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, the man sitting to my left, he'd be your right. Um, we've got Luke Kemmy's he is the host of the Keep the Change podcast. He is the people's accountant, and he's also got a job, which is uh, being an accountant and being uh, the director of Next Advisory. Luke, thank you for being with us while we beat up Mike today and all property investors.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this because I don't own any property. So big disclaimer, right? So I probably don't. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll see how <laughs> no, this goes. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. Just hang around later. We'll meet yeah. you a couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's, it's the stool. He's not that big of a dude. You'll be, you'll be fine. Uh,
1: so we've got a case study where I want to talk about an instance where investment property is not the right solution. But Mike, I have to be fair to you because that's the kind of guy I am. Do you want to first talk about why property, and if we can limit this to four and a half hours, can be a good investment?
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, look, we've we've talked about this quite a bit, right? Like the real advantage of property is your ability to leverage uh, into the investment. So you're using the bank's money, uh, or the majority of the bank's money instead of your own money, uh, grows the size of your investment and should grow the size of your return.
1: Yeah, so if you own a million dollar property, it goes up five percent per annum. You're making fifty grand a year, mm. and it ain't your money. So that's exactly. pretty good. Yeah, um, Luke, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't said I'll ask you this question, but I will ask you this question: Why don't you own property?
2: Well. Where do you want me to start? Foolishly, <laughs> in my younger years, I made some bad choices where I, I did have a property. Ain't we all, Mike? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, younger years? <laughs> yeah. In the Naki. And I brought that because it was cheaper to buy than it was to rent in the small town called Harwood that I was in. Yeah. And then I was going on a six-week uh, trip. I was going to use a different word. Uh, that starts with B and rhymes with Mender uh, (laughs) (laughs) overseas. And I decided I would (laughs) sell this to then take the equity that I'd built up to be able to have a really good time overseas. I love that. And it is one of my (laughs) biggest regrets in life is that like I knew and I, I knew at the time, but I now know I definitely should have held on to that. I would have, it would be freehold, Uh, it's probably gone up two and a half times in value and it had such a good rental yield as well. So I'm probably fighting some past demons of uh, not doing what I know I really should have done. And then I got to a point where I spent all that cash, did heaps of dumb stuff, got myself right to the bottom again and was like, I've got to rebuild again. But then you move to Auckland and you realize it's quite hard to get on the uh, the old ladder. So I'm back to square one, but I'll be there eventually. But I also say... I have goals where I want a $10 million property now. Mm. No, not right now, but yeah. that's the goal that I have. I want like a property that I really want. I don't just want to buy a property for the sake of having a property. So yep. that's a little bit of my context for me. Yep.
1: The, the selling the property in the NACI, um, we talk about return on investment all the time, right?
2: When you took that cash, when overseas, did you get a good yield? Well, I started in Vegas for two nights, so no. (laughs) One of them I can't remember, and the second night I can remember losing the money. But uh, no, I didn't rinse it all there, but I I did have a good time. But also, when I was over there, I was like, man, I need to get back to New Zealand and like, get started, like, really get going. And so it probably was the springboard to a lot of the things I've now achieved. So it has been a good return on my investment. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there's going to be a bunch of disclaimers with this episode. Obviously, it's got a very clickbaity title around property not always being the right investment. It really comes down to your stage of life, your goals, and what you want to do. Um, but let's run through the case study. So um, one of our accounting clients came to, to us, and they, they said to their accountant going, um, I just can't do this anymore. This like this property portfolio is way too much hassle. Um, so a little bit of background. They're both 70. They're still working. They both received New Zealand super. Um, the bloke's just had a stroke and feels like he needs to go back to work. Mike, they've got, can you talk us through their property portfolio?
0: Yeah, so between them or in portfolio, they've got four properties uh, worth a total of about 1.4 to 1.5 million. And the debt position is around 580,000. Um, average yield across the properties, 5.4%. So, not a bad yield. Um, so, all in all, a lot of equity sitting in this portfolio. And, yep, a significant amount of debt for people in their 70s to be carrying.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, you look at it and you go, you got $800,000 of equity for investment properties, live in the Kiwi dream, like at a, at a high level, it sounds, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds
2: like too much pressure. Just bin all of them and go Trevin to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We know a great host yeah, who's yeah, got a very yeah, yeah. reasonable fee. Yeah. <laughs> Picking 70 year olds to Vegas, mate.
1: What are you, <laughs> you <know>, oh <laughs> doing? Yeah. Um, so the problem is not the value of the properties, um, the problem is their cash flow. So essentially, at the moment, they're both receiving New Zealand Super, which is $30,000 a year. They're both still work or about to go back to work. They had to take time off because of um, health reasons, um, earning $40,000 a year after tax. The rental property portfolio is going back $10,000 a year, so their net income is $60,000 a year. Um, You look at that, and you go, well, if their net income sixty grand, and they've got four properties, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the thing we always do when we're talking about financial plans is, what are your goals? So, Mike, in this situation, what are their goals?
0: Yeah, and I think that is a really important point to think about here. We always say it: goals, timeline, right? So, their goals: a simple, stress-free lifestyle. Let's just rewind on that word: stress-free lifestyle, right? And you can already tell with the uh, cash flow pressures that this is not going to be a stress free portfolio to hold on to. Um, they want an income of 80K per annum uh, in retirement without working. Uh, and they said that leaving an inheritance to their family is not important to them.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the other thing they said to me is they've got a
1: daughter in the UK that they would really like to go and mm. see, but they can't afford to go and see her. And obviously, when you're, uh, look, you look at this very youthful exterior and go, what would this man know about retirement? A hell of a lot. Um, you have to front load your retirement to, to go and do things early. If you're 70 years old, if you're going to do your trip to Vegas or go see a tour in the UK. You, you, I would say you've got a five-year window to go and do it,
0: right? Mm. Um, so, so my advice to them was – Two new build
1: investment properties in (laughs) Harweda. Do you know one thing that does really trigger me, um, if I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant, is this whole thing for those that are very property focused going, great, we just got to find you some cash flow yielding properties. Let's go buy a couple more or sell and go like change the portfolio. It's just a load of crap. Like it completely depends on your goals and what you want to do, but... More property. I hate to break it to you, Mike. More property does not fix the situation. Like,
0: like, like I said, if we could get that to turn off. Right? Like I said, this is the one very specific instance where property isn't the answer. Yeah. Yep. So but if you sell, if you sell hammers, every problem's a nail. <laughs> um, so what I'm recommending they do
1: is based off their goal, is to sell down the property portfolio over a period of time. They don't need to go out and sell all four tomorrow and eventually get the money into a a managed fund or like a a combination of a shares, bonds, most likely like a more defensive portfolio. Then they can pay themselves an income of $40,000 per annum, uh, depending on the risk profile, without depleting the capital. Um, But they can also because they said it's not important to them to have um, a large inheritance, they don't need $800,000 when they die, right? Mm. They can slowly erode that capital and take a larger income and go on this this bender with Luke. Wow, what more could you want? Yeah, Um, but so the benefits of this approach is, it's simple, there's no tax, there's no tenants, there's no maintenance. Huge one is they can retire. So like, in terms of their health, they can just take it a lot easier. Um, it's so much easier They get like an income on the first of every month and they've got access to money for one off things like they can, you know, the whole thing, you can't sell a bedroom to go on a holiday. They can take a 30 grand chunk out, sell down some shares and go see their daughter or
2: I mean, either hang out with their daughter or hang out with Luke overseas. Yep. So is the properties they've got, as part of their decision making that the interest deductibility, sorry, I am an accountant, so I think of these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. the interest deductibility has been removed or will be phased out. So now they're looking at it thinking, wow, we're actually making money from these properties. We're gonna have to pay tax as well. That's more cash going out when they've got limited income.
1: Yeah, it's a combination, isn't it? It's it's That's certainly not helping. It's these properties have um, maintenance costs mm. and then it's also that um, interest rates have, have tripled, right? Mm. So it's the, the combination of, of all of those. Do you get many um, people coming to you um, through
2: your channels around the interest deductibility and, and what, sh- what should we be doing that it's all changed? We don't do heaps in the property space, so mm. not too much, but the clients we do have that do have property um, will talk about it. I think the thing that I've seen a little bit of as well is that as people get a bit older, what they'll look at doing is getting a border into their own home. Mm. Because in New Zealand, you can get, if, as long as you stay under the border threshold, which is around 200 bucks uh, a week, if you stay under that and it's a border, not a tenant, not a flatmate, you have to be very specific how you do it, you can bolt on $10,000 of tax free income mm. per year, which is effectively like earning fourteen dollars to $15,000 for a lot of people before yeah. tax mm. that they're adding on. But you've just got to have someone living with you. But as people get older, they seem to actually embrace that a bit more, especially if they're traveling and stuff. Yeah, like, right, you know, a yeah, but a company. Yeah. Yeah. So a lever to explore for some people as well that yeah. are at that age.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the, the most tricky part I find about this one, gents, and Keen for your opinion, is this is a no-brainer to me. Like I look at this scenario and this is 100% the right thing for them to do based off their goals. The problem is they've always known property mm. and it's worked really well for them over a long period of time and trying to get them to change strategy when you go, hey, this thing's worked for you, but go do this thing that you do not know anything about. Yeah. Um, psychologically it would be
0: it's super hard to do. Yeah. Well, we always talk about this, right? This is the um, the two sides of the, the money coin. It is the psychology of money versus the maths of money, right? And it's very easy to explain the maths of money to people, and people love to hear it. People love to hear, like, yep, this, you know, this uh, new investment will give you X, Y, Z return, and you'll have access to the money and all the other benefits. Um the psychology of money, though, is very interesting. Like you said, it's very mm. hard. Even though people rationally can go, this is a better investment, uh, they still
2: may not be able to make the shift. Yeah, I'd imagine, too, that even at that age, they'd still have some of their friends saying, well, why would you sell those? Mm. Well, what mm. are you doing? Great, um, great property. Look how it's performed. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. couldn't, you wouldn't sell at the moment, yeah. would you? What, yeah. are you th- well, what are you thinking? You should have mm. sold last year. Mm. Oh, why don't you wait for another five years? Yeah. Yeah. Honest, yeah.
1: Honestly, honestly. Just like the mates giving advice at the barbecue. Oh, Some man. of the things that I hear are so freaking stupid. It's, un- it's
0: unbelievable. That's why I hate my Friday. I don't hate them. But my Friday calls with customers where I'm giving advice. And then we they, oh, there was always an email over the weekend or like a phone call on Monday. Be like, hey, I know I was going to do that thing, but I was at this party on the weekend. And I'm like
2: yeah okay fine. <laughs> yeah well, you just wasted my friday yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm
0: also i'm like yep yeah, i get that you came to a professional pro- for professional advice your buddy at the at the party or the barbecue was like no no x y z and you're like actually no i think that's the right thing i'm yeah. like okay
2: yeah a little uh, personal story for you lads quite quickly where i think at some stage you've got to enjoy your life right and mm. I grew up watching my mum and my uh, stepdad work their faces off mm. and try and pay down their debt. And then their, their dream was that as they got closer to 65, then they'd have that income coming in from the superannuation. Yeah. My mum was is, is a bit older than my stepdad. And they just wanted to chunk the debt down a little bit further. Then they'd be able to you know go and do some travel around the country in a camper van. They got the camper van. They got the taste of it and whatnot. And it was like, right, the next step is quit the job, live off what we've been able to build up. And they were about to do that in February, and my stepdad died on Christmas Day. Oh, and so they never yeah. got to actually go together and yeah. do that. Uh, and then the life insurance helped pay off the rest of the mortgage. And so that my mum uh, can go and do a little bit of that. But, but for my stepdad, yeah. you know, he's everything he worked towards, yeah. he never really got to do to really taste what that could have been like. So. Mm. I think people have to, you know, almost it's that fine balance between doing all the right things and timing the market and stuff and when's the right time. We're never really going to know when the right time is right because we don't really know what's around the corner. Yeah, 100%. Yeah,
0: and you you hear about that quite a bit. Mm. You know, people get just hitting retirement and then, bang, someone's gone and never get to enjoy it. And for your mum, it's not the retirement she was. She was thinking he was going to be there. there. Yeah,
2: yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's been a big transition period for her to understand her doing it on her own and how that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this links very much towards, in terms of the selling down of, of the properties in this situation, if they were both working, happy working, didn't need an income, it would be a completely different conversation about uh, property versus managed funds. If, if property is great while you have an income and you can service the debt and it's kind of, you're, you're good doing what you're doing, but as soon as you need an income, prop, property by itself even if you have debt-free houses, you take off the rent, you got rent, then you take off all of the costs, the maintenance, the tax bill, you're not left with that much in the hand. So you really got to think about, this is not about what is the best performing asset. There's a really important point is it's not properties better than shares or shares better than property. It's all to do with income. Yep, absolutely. So really think about in that situation, what is the right thing? for you to do and not just what's going to give you the best financial result um i said to them as well i i like, look in 10 years time you're going to look up the value of these properties they're going to be twice as much and you're going to go Ugh, i should have never sold them but if you get over the next 10 years the income to live the kind of life you want similar to the story you shared before luke it's 100 percent worth it
2: i just um this may be a podcast on its own for you guys but does a reverse mortgage come into play with this or you stay away from that? Or could that be an option? Or is that the sort of thing that they'll then get taught or told on the weekend and then call on the money? This is a, actually.
0: A, a thousand percent it is. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, like we've talked about reverse mortgages before. Um, the, the real question there, if, if, um, if the option was given to them, um, you know, reverse mortgage versus selling would just be Why? Why do you want to go down the hassle of having the reverse mortgage? You know, like you could, we're not selling the whole portfolio at once. We're um, selling it down over the, um, uh, the course of years or months. Um, so the market will fluctuate over that time, probably come back. A reverse mortgage, though, at the end of the day, what do they want that over just having the access to the cash and the income? It's also down? reverse compounding interest. Yeah. yeah.
1: So like the snowball's going like the, the opposite way. direction. You're kind of running away yeah. from it. Um, so that's the main uh, from my side, is it starts out not being too bad as mm. that interest rolls. And there's a reason, I think, is it Southland Bank or Heartland Bank's the only bank that does it? Heartland, yeah. yeah. Heartland, yeah. Um, SPS yeah, them too, I think. Oh. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a reason that a lot of banks don't do it. And a big part of it is, you know, they get enough slack, they don't want to be kicking old people out of their houses when they've run out of capital.
0: I will say that we do have some customers who it is the right option for and they do utilise it. Um, uh, case in point, we have one person who... Wanted a house in Auckland and in um, uh, Paowanui. Bought the house and bought bought the house in, in Paowanui or Firianga, um, and then reverse mortgaged up against it to get the house in Auckland. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so in
1: that uh, situation, it's not about what's the best return; it's about what allows you to achieve your goals. And any financial plan needs to remember money's only about two things. Allowing you to live the lifestyle that you want and providing you with security. So, thinking about what's right in your situation, there's heaps of scenarios where property is the right avenue. Yeah. Not in this one. Heaps. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> 99%. yeah. Uh, Luke, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, Please give us a review. Give us a subscribe. I'm keen to hear the property community out there. If you disagree with me, pop it in the comments. Tell me why. And we'll do some reactions to them as well. They're pretty tuned out, mate. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They're not listening.
1: Yeah, yeah. That unsubscribe button is just worn out. Yeah. Um, We'll catch you next week. Cheers.